Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing today? Great? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Hey, tomorrow's December, and who would have thought? It's amazing how this all goes. But uh, in any case, hope you guys had a safe holiday. Hope you guys had a wonderful holiday. Uh, most of the teams had a wonderful holiday as well. It's uh, uh, an off week for the great lot of them happened, and we only have a couple games to speak on, and we'll get to that right now. We've got the, both Stevenson University teams, uh, men's and women's on the NCAA side, had games, and uh, the Maryland Black Bears were back in action after their week off, and we'll start with them right now. As, uh, you know, they, they have a week off, they come back, they get uh, a little bit of support uh, again. Not to say that this roster depth isn't great, um, but you always like to have some of your bigger guys out there. Um, Aiden Bruich was back. Philip Tornquist was back. Was back. Uh, Vlad Pulagoshko was back. So it's good to have those guys healthy, uh, even more depth, and, uh, you know, something something to see. Always good things uh, happen when you get some uh, key players back in your system. So the Danbury Junior Hattricks came to town uh, this past weekend, and to say there might have been a possibility of a little rust, uh, it's you know it's very plausible that that happened with the Black Bears on Friday night. As a uh, couple quick goals in the first half of the first period uh, really set the tone, even though Maryland, by and large, uh, dominated the offensive chances uh, in this one. The bounces on Friday just did not go their way whatsoever, and uh, it ended in a 7-4 uh, defeats. We'll start off uh, really quick. All three periods had goals by Danbury in the first uh, 247. Uh, 247 in the first period, 233 in the second, and then 35 seconds in the third. So Danbury got off to quick starts trying to keep uh, catch Maryland napping a little, and it seemed to have worked at least in this instance here. I uh, will start in the first period. Gabe Dombrowski, his ninth of the year, a, a smooth passing play out of the zone on a breakout uh, and quick, too, and that beats Michael Morelli for Dombrowski's ninth of the year. And then six minutes later on that, just a bad bounce in front. All the pressure going Maryland's way. Just just, uh, just couldn't connect. Just could not find a good bounce. Passes hopping over sticks. Uh, just, you know, gremlins in the ice. Uh, just things not going the Black Bears' way. Goes the other way. And then a deflection in front gives uh, Andrew Eberling his second of the year at 847. Two to nothing. After one period for Danbury, uh, things don't go Maryland's way yet again to start the second period. Uh, just a bad break in front of the net, and the next thing you know, here comes uh, Peter Lynch, uh, Lynchikoff, uh, and that's his fourth of the year, and uh, not looking great. Down three nothing in the second, but just after the midway point, uh, Lager Aldridge he gets a wonderful goal. As uh, he gets a fantastic uh, pass from Connor Cole, who kept that puck in at the point, uh, passed over to a streaking Aldrich, and he puts it home for the Teddy Bear goal. As it's now three to one in this one. However, that didn't last long. Only a few scant le- seconds later, Dombrowski gets his tenth of the year. As uh, just a bad break at the blue line, just couldn't hold it in. Uh, defenseman pinched, you know, indecisive kind of a pinch, whiffed. Bounce a puck over over the stick. Three-on-one opportunity. Dombrowski scores on that one. Three-goal lead in there. Maryland did get it back. This was a fast and furious time here. As uh, only uh, 49 seconds after that, Connor Bennett gets his third of the year. A scrum in front of the net. Finds the loose puck. Pots it home. Uh, and he goes ahead and puts it 
in uh, for his third. Brandon Piku, his 13th assist of the year in this one. 4-2 to was the uh, score going into the third period, and then boom, 35 seconds in, another deflection in front this time from Jazz Kurtzoff, and that's his fifth of the year, uh, giving Dan Barry the 5-2 to lead. And then after that, Richard Davis, another bounce against the Maryland Black Bears. His first NHL goals makes it 6-2 to two for the junior hat tricks. Kevin Scott tries to get the team back into it. Uh, a rocket from the point puts his second of the year home, makes it 6-3, to three, cuts the lead in half. Ryan Bottrell and Elliot LaRoe on the assist. Uh, Bottrell, his 21st assist of the season. And LaRoe, his 10th assist of the season. And then Dombrowski finishes his hat trick into the empty net. As you try to try to get any kind of momentum uh, with under five minutes left, but Dombrowski, his 11th of the year, makes it 7-3. Uh, with under a minute 30 to go, Matthew Davies finds the loose puck in front. He pots it home for his second of the year. Tyler Young uh, for his second assist, and uh, good old Connor Cole, his second assist of the game, putting 16 on the year, but it would not be enough as the, uh, as the Black Bears don't take this one. They fall 7-3. Four uh, shots, 47-23 for Maryland. Uh, Josh Seeley, who has been a thorn in the side for the Black Bears ever since Dan Barry's come to the league a year ago, uh, he made uh, 43 saves. Michael Morelli, 16 saves in the uh, defeat. Uh, but short memory, got to shake it off and then go into Saturday's matchup. And boy, howdy, was this a big reversal of fortunes in this one as Maryland just... Uh, Figured it out, you know. They they took the time off. They saw what was went wrong, and then away we go into this one. Uh, Elliot Laroe gets things started first off. Maryland keeping keeping the quick start from Danbury away. Uh, Maryland gets on the board first. Elliot Laroe putting home a uh, Brandon Piku wraparound attempt. Pots it out right to Laroe, and Laroe pots it home for his fifth of the year. Uh, Brandon Piku fourteenth assist. Philip Tornquist getting on the board with his third assist of the season. Maryland kept sustaining pressure. They have hit a post uh, here and there. They've had great they had great pressure in deep in the first period and then into the second period as well. And then they get a power play. This was a little bit more. This this game was a little more physical than it was uh, in uh, in the uh, Friday night's game, uh, and a lot more penalties being called in this one as well. Maryland went down two men in this one after a icing where there was a lot of confusion about who should be on the ice and a delay a game called there. And then right after that, a tripping call on Aiden Brewich. Down two men. Black Bears kill that off. And uh, they get the momentum as they have a power play of their own after that tripping call. And then Kevin Scott's in the dying seconds of that power play puts home his third of the year. Uh, Boomer from the point, just putting it home. And uh, Tyler Young, his third assist. Luke Van Wy, 16th assist of the year on the power play. Connor Cole decided to get into this as well. The captain, uh, just under three minutes after Kevin Scott puts the 2-0 goal in, Connor Cole gets a nice little pass from Philip Tornquist, a laser over Sealy. Fourth goal of the year for Cole. Tornquist is second assist of the game, fourth of the year. Laker Aldridge, his sixth assist on the secondary return on that one. Maryland just keeping going, keeping going. Look at a Pasco. Uh, didn't get called on much. Uh, but when he was there, he was sharp. The defense kept uh, kept Danbury out of the zone, and the offense was just smothering them bit by bit. We go to the third period, and right off the bat, a great forward check by Elliott LaRoe uh, causes a turnover. He gets it to Miles Gunty. Gunty makes no doubt about it for his fourth of the season. 
Uh, Leroux, his 11th assists of the year, and Trace Johnson, his second assist of the season as well. That's 4 nothing Black Bears. Then things started to get pretty heated. We had a nice little uh, uh, face-off between Brad McNeil and Miles uh, Harrington. Uh, Harrington got a couple shots in, but McNeil got a big right, and he will take the decision in this one, 10-9 on the scorer's card. Uh, and then, you know, some some hooking, holding, kneeing towards the end. Um, but, you know, I guess, you, you know, familiarity breeds contempt is what I was told in life. Uh, in any case, with under a minute 30 to go, Brandon Piku finally gets a goal that he'd been working for all weekend. Slides it under Sealy, his ninth of the year. Dylan Wegner, fifth assist. And Jesse Horacek, his second assist of the year. And that's all she wrote. Five, nothing in this one. Luca DePasco, like I said, didn't get called on much. 15 saves in the shutout, a second of the year, and at ninth in Black Bears history. 43-15 the shots in this one. Maryland just putting, laying the rubber down with uh, 90 shots on the weekend. So the offense is clicking. Defense was pretty good, too. They only uh, held Danbury to 37 shots. So a solid performance all around uh, and a good uh, a good end to their weekend in this one, especially coming off a break like that. Uh, the Black Bears now travel up to Attleboro, Massachusetts. They'll take on the Northeast Generals in a interesting Saturday-Sunday matchup. Saturday afternoon, or Saturday evening, rather, at 8 o'clock, and then Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Uh, all those games can be caught on Hockey TV uh, as well. So, got that going for them. Uh, and, and had a couple of commits uh, last week which I kind of uh, whiffed on because we didn't talk about the Black Bears. But uh, two, two guys going Sparty, as uh, Dylan Wagner and Luca DePasco are going to Michigan State uh, as they will take on uh, the Big Ten starting, I believe, next season. At least for uh, DePasco, I think, next season. Wagner might have a couple years of junior eligibility left. We'll see what he does. But both of them are now Michigan State uh, flying that green and white. So congratulations to them as uh, they go onward and upward with their career. Speaking about college hockey, how about we get to some uh, Stevenson University hockey. The Mustang men were in uh, at home getting things done uh, as they took on Tufts University. The Tufts actually called the Jumbos. Did not know that. Uh, they have an elephant as their mascot. It's great. The kids love it, I think. I don't know. Uh, in any case, Stevenson got out to a real quick start. I'm talking 12 seconds quick. As Anthony Starzy puts home uh, the first goal of the game, Liam McCanny, Austin Master on the assist. Uh, Steve or Stevenson really controlling play in this one. Uh, got a, drew a couple power plays as well as uh, back-to-back power play goals in the middle part of the frame. It's Austin Masters at 9-10 in the period. He gets one, Ryan Patrick and Aiden Graham on the assist. And then, hey, Liam McCanny said, I'm going to get one too. 37 seconds later on a power play, McCanny scores one. Uh, Frank Vitucci and Aiden Graham on the assist on the power play. Things weren't done yet under two minutes after that. Uh, Luke Benitez pots one home. Brendan Rylott and Chad Watt on the assist for nothing for Stevenson in this one. Uh, Tufts would get one back on their own power play. Justin Brandt on the power play makes it 4-1 to one going into the second. Nothing happened in the second, though. All the scoring in the first period little bit more easy in the second period, but the third period, Stevenson, again, within that first uh, quarter of the period, they get one. Vitucci, Potts one home. Evan Beers and Patrick on the assist. 
Then Justin Brandt again, the special teams specialist, as he gets a shorthanded goal against Stevenson, uh, 12.02 into the frame. But it was all for naught as Austin Master gets his second of the game uh, with uh, under three minutes remaining. Nick Deneen, Liam McCanny on the assist. That's all she wrote. Stevenson wins 6-2 to two over Tufts on Friday. Ryan Kenny with a 15-save victory. He goes to 5-1-1 on the season, um, at least for this point. And we'll go on from there. Liam McCanny with three points, a goal and two assists. Uh, Austin Masters, two goal and an assist. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a great team effort for this one for Stevenson. Uh, but, hey, they had to do it all over again, and they did it against uh, Tufts, and they toughed this one out 4 to nothing. the shutout in this one. Uh, again, a special team's delight for Stevenson in this one. They get things going at 534 into the first. Uh, Alex Rive with the power play goal. Kyle Lightfoot and Malcolm Palmer on the assist. On this one, and that's all the scoring in the first, putting things home uh, for Stevenson as uh, they get up to a quick start. 15-15 shots, even in this one. So uh, Tufts pretty much in the first period matched their shot total for the entire game on Friday night. Uh, second period, Stevenson again on the power play. Ryan Patrick, 112 into the frame, gets a power play goal. Master and Vitucci on the assist. And then Ryan Patrick can do it anywhere. He's another one of those special team specialists. Short-handed goal. Uh, 7.03 into the frame. Unassisted. And then Brendan Rylock gets into it. Even strength. Uh, decides to shake it up, spice it up a little bit, do a little 5-on-5 five five action in this one. Chad Watt, Justin Vickers on the assist with uh, 6.22 remaining in the frame. And that's how she ended. Nothing happened in the third. That's how it ended. Four to Cobb. For Stevenson, Ryan Kenny goes a 6-1-1 one, one with a 34-save shutout. And uh, a great big week for Stevenson University as they get things going uh, for their uh, for their situation. And, hey, got some players of the week in this one, too. Ryan Patrick, name uh, the player of the week uh, for the UCHC. Four points, two goals, two assists, and a plus two. While Liam McCanny gets the rookie of the week in the UCHC as well. He had a goal to assist on Friday night at one shot on goal on Saturday uh, in this one. So a big uh, recognition week for Stevenson as uh, they're having they're having a time. They are having a great time in this one as uh, they're getting back to their winning ways on that. Uh, hey, what about more players of the week? Sure, why not? Ryan Patrick took home another thing in the MAC, the MAC. He was named uh, the uh, one of the players of the week along with his teammate, Ryan Kenny. Ryan Patrick, Ryan Kenny, how about that? Second conference uh, uh, weekly awards in the MAC for Kenny. Uh, 2-0, 49 saves with a 961 save percentage in this one, including the shutout. Uh, Patrick, again, 2-2 two two with a uh, shorthanded goal and a power play goal in this one. So we got things going. MAC play starting up once again. Uh, they will take. They'll start Wednesday, December 1st at home. Uh, at 7 p.m., if you guys are uh, not doing anything, go ahead down there. Check it out. Lebanon Valley comes to town, and that will be an MAC conference battle in this one. Uh, so should be a good one. And then on Friday, they will go up to SUNY Cortland and take on the SUNY Cortland, what looks to be Dragons. So uh, we will have that 3 p.m. Friday afternoon game. Uh, video will be on the Go Mustang Sports page. You can check that out there for both games if you can't make it up to Ricerstown or SUNY Cortland, for that matter. 
The Stevenson women, they went up for the annual Cod Bowl tournament up in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, they went in, uh, they, they, they went to this last year, I think, and they, they had a consolation game uh, in this one, or not last year, two years ago. Uh, but they go again, and they, uh, they, they took on uh, Bowdoin on uh, Baudouin. I don't know if it's French or if it's Massachusetts. Either way, Baudouin uh, had a big game. Eight to one, they take out Stevenson. Um, not a lot to shout about in this one. Uh, starting off two forty-seven, and Gia Masari uh, for the Baldwin uh, gets one, and then six fifty, Julia Serger with that, making it two nothing. Second period, Serger again um, with her second goal, five twenty-nine, and then towards the end of the period, uh, Kylie Brannon with the goal, making it four nothing going into the third. Baldwin gets uh, four more goals. Masari, Serger finished the hat trick. Uh, Angelica Joyce and Ali uh, Thanasi puts one home. Ali Gibson gets one for Stevenson on the board with uh, less than a minute remaining. T. Ferreira on the assist, but eight to one the final in this one. Olivia Deguire getting a third star in this in net. Thirty-eight saves for her efforts. She got pulled late uh, for Ansley King, uh, who made two saves of her own in this. So. Not, not the start they want to have going for them. That's uh, that's for dang sure. But tomorrow is another day, and they took on Trine University, Trine College, and uh, this is a team they played in their opening of the season up there in uh, I believe it was Michigan at some point. I think uh, they played Trine. Trine beat them five to one, and it was to the to the this point Trine's only win, and after the weekend it stayed their only win. As well, uh, Stevenson wins this one three to two, not without a little bit of clawing in this one. Trying gets on the board first, as Kristen Vandenhuvel gets the first goal just past midway point in the first period, puts uh, Trying up one nothing, and then uh, Brandy Wilson gets one with 37 seconds remaining, or 36 and a half seconds. Thanks for that interval in this one, uh, Boston. Uh, two nothing after one, but Stevenson, you know, they clawed in there, they got it going. Allie Gibson. Gets another goal on the weekend, 301 in the second, cut the lead in half. And then on the power play at 11 11, make a wish. Ashlyn Bray, uh, she wished for a goal, power play goal. She got it. Nikki Kendrick on the assist on this one. And to finish it all out, Cassie Campbell, uh, former Olympian, I'm sure by namesake alone. Uh, Potts one uh, with uh, just about five minutes remaining in the frame. Frankie Capello on the assist, but that is it. No scoring in the third. Defense held strong. And Stevenson wins 3-2, to two, avenging their loss from the first game of the year. Ansley King, 29 saves in the uh, effort. What a good time to be had, at least in this one. Uh, one of the big stats that stood out to me in this one was just um, just face-offs. Um, the face-offs kind of uh, split evenly, um, as, as T. Ferreira seems to be the, the head of the class in terms of taking face-offs for Stevenson in a big bulky volume. Uh, so should be interesting going down the line to see how that stat is not only tracked by all the places around, which for NCAA, they're really good about that. Um, and that's no sarcasm, even though it kind of came off sarcastic. Uh, but they're really good about tracking face-offs. So we'll see how that that goes and how that uh, evolves throughout the season in this one. But Stevenson, uh, they have to go up to Wilkes this weekend. Friday, Sunday set. Both MAC conference is uh, 
conference games in this 5 o'clock on Friday, 3.30 Sunday game. Uh, video will be available at Go Mustang Sports as well. Uh, and you can check them out if you have the chance to. And if not, uh, I think they, have vid- they do have video on demand. So if you miss anything, you can go back and check out the video on demand for Stevens University, both the uh, women's and men's team in this one. How about we get to some players? Why not? Uh, Sam Annis leads us off. He had a uh, a pretty decent weekend, a goal and two assists over the uh, the weekend stretch against the Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, in this one, split decision as well for Springfield. One win, one loss, but three points for Annis as he's starting to heat back up again, trying to get on that uh, point-per-game pace he is very uh, fairly well known for in this one. Uh, Julia Blitz for RPI. She had an assist against St. Cloud this weekend as uh, St. Cloud takes both of them, but Blitz with an assist, putting her at uh, four points on the season so far, I don't know why they have. I'm confused by this one here. Um, so elite prospects is and I'll I'll, I'll ooh, leak. Uh, elite prospects is where I go to in terms of uh, finding out stats, and uh, they have her as listed as four goals. So unless there's two goals I'm missing, which highly possible because RPI may or may not be tracking some goals, but um, she either has two goals or four goals depending upon how you look at it. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, in this one, Anthony Domino finally gets back on the ice. He had a couple weeks layoff um, for whatever reason. The 17-year-old at Severna Park then went ahead and uh, crushed some skulls. Apparently, 20 minutes in penalties on Sunday's game against the Austin Bruins as North Iowa loses that one. But that is definitely a stat. So that could not go unnoticed uh, on this night. Um, Will Margell though. He gets on the board. He had a goal against the uh, against the College of the Holy Cross as the UNH Wildcats win that one in overtime, and they have a sweep of the weekend. Margell with one goal plus plus one and three shots on goal uh, on the weekend, or at least on that Sunday, rather. Uh, checking in on Cameron O'Neill, who is the uh, the last of the O'Neill boys in Odington. Uh, he is uh, seven in his 17th year age or 17 year old age, uh, playing for Mount St. Charles 18U AAA. Boy, 26 games he's played so far, 21 goals, 23 assists for 44 points. You don't think UMass, uh, the Minutemen, are licking their lips at the at uh, this kid probably coming in in a couple years? What a stud this kid is! So uh, we will see if that continues. Uh, Mount St. Charles Academy being one of the bigger powerhouses. Uh, coming up through the prep ranks uh former team maryland graduate as well uh is o'neill so we will have to see where his career develops on this one not saying just saying we'll check in with uh maddox uh Tulacro, another mount st charles but this one's 16 u triple a the ashton maryland native he's uh he's made a decent mark 26 games eight assists from the blue line 62190 kind of a stay-at-home guy uh, so <clears throat> interesting to see how he develops. He's only 16, so it should be um, uh, a little time to grow, especially the defensemen. They take a little bit more time to uh, mature and get to their game there. As we look to uh, Mr. Adam Varga, had an assist in Saturday on Friday night's game against Oshawa. Uh, one assist on that one. He's up to 10 points in 18 games on the year, his last season of major junior hockey. And George Vinakis, former Black Bear and Abington, Maryland native. He's got five assists on the year 
for Curly College. Uh, don't have games here, but we just have just t- tidying up in this one as uh, he uh, he rolls in Division Three uh, in Division Three play. We'll jump back to uh, Mount St. Charles Academy, 18 UA, and O'Neill, his teammate Jack Spicer, a Rockville, Maryland uh, native. He is having a season as well. Uh, two, three, nine goals against, uh, nine, fifteen save percentage, nine, two, and three record in the 18 U AAA situation. So Spicer, uh, another guy to look out for, another product of uh, Team Maryland and St. John's High School as well. Uh, before he went up to Mount St. Charles on there. Uh, so we will have to see how he goes uh, moving forward. Annapolis native Aaron Randazzo, he uh, did not have a great uh, weekend. Only faced the U, uh, the uh, USNTDP in Sunday's matchup. 18 saves in the 5-2 loss in this one. Not really a great showing, but hey, um, ish happens, uh, as, as the kids like to say. Andrew Takis had another phenomenal weekend for New Jersey and New Jersey Surgeon as they are up the top of the East Division as them and Maryland fight it out. But two wins for Takis this weekend. Uh, 33 saves in Sunday's effort or on Saturday's effort. 36 saves in Sunday's effort. I think that's I think it's Friday and Saturday. In any case, uh, big big weekend for Takis overall. So, um, boy, let's see what happens now. Um, I'm looking back. Yeah, the line, he did lose to Jamestown, but I think Maryland is the only other loss he has this season, or other two losses. He's 12-3-1 on the year. So, boy, howdy. That is, that's kind of special. I'm glad. Honestly, I'm kind of glad I, uh, that he's uh, he's bounced back. He had a rough, kind of a rough go about it uh, in the USHL a little bit last year. Went back to, I believe it was Amarillo, and kind of regained himself and his composure, and uh, now he's in New Jersey. So, Love to have him, but alas, here he is. So uh, he was now foe. We will not we don't take him lightly when we play him. Don't know what that accent's from. In any case, that's it. We've done it. It's a leaner show. It's still around uh, the 20-minute mark, about half of what you guys usually get. But, hey, it's fine. It's fine. Again, a uh, lot of teams in action this weekend. Everybody back on it again because this is like the last few weeks before uh, breaks happen. Towson, Maryland. Uh, takes place. Navy's back in action. Uh, the men's and women's sides are kind of ingrained because I know the women's schedule is a little bit different, a little bit rough. So check out Chesapeake Hockey Week uh, podcast uh, Twitter page, Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter. We'll be promoting all the games that are going on there. Um, if you can't get to them, I'll be in Chicago uh, maybe for the weekend. So we'll see how much action I get to see in the uh, hockey world on that. But uh, Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter and Facebook is where you guys can get it. I'm Scotty Wallace. Take care of yourself and someone else. It's been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show. Uh, Media Faction, uh, I gave you the socials before. One more time, Chesapeake HW Pod, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. FOHS Radio on Instagram and Facebook for all the pictures of the Maryland Black Bears from their home games that Johnny P is uh, taking so wonderfully. So there you go. Uh, Until next time, you guys, uh, be safe. Take care of yourselves and people around you. Play that clutch and crab hockey, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.